And then you see the last three months. Do you yeah. see this? Yeah. 11% increase in prices. Month over month. In the last three months. So what was a million bucks three months ago is now 1.1 and change. From January to now. Yeah. Hey, welcome to What's Working in Real Estate, where Donnie Mangles and Ken Yim get together and talk about what's working for our big teams in real estate at our brokerage, Keller Williams Referred Urban Realty. Thanks for joining. Hey guys, finally back with Donnie in the studio. <laughs> We're shooting for what's working in real estate. So what's working in real estate today? This is a great question, isn't it? Yeah. I think the reason why there's been a gap, Ken, the market has shifted again in another direction. You've been pretty active. I've been pretty active. Did you see the last results of the last three months? So we all, we all know the Q1. market was down yeah. 20% year yeah. over year. We keep getting that hammered home. Yeah. And then you see the last three months. Do you yeah. see this? Yeah. 11% increase in prices month in, the month. in the last three months. So what was a million bucks three months ago is now 1.1 and change. From January till now. Yeah. Right. But that's seasonal though, right? Are you talking about sure. home price index? Or are you talking about just uh, like no, it was, literally it was just, just averages? Tribe average. Okay. Yeah. There's just so much seasonality. You can't count for that. Whatever. We were down forever. Remember this? Anyway, that's why the absence. So everybody, uh, we're here now. But certainly buyer sentiment is back. Like people are buying, which is nice. You know, people are used to the interest rate levels. So I, I don't know. I find the activities back. And a common question that you're getting a lot, right? Yes. Is what to do with AI. That's, so, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, we, has, we had some chatter on our, <laughs> on our, on our Facebook group yeah. for the office about this as well. Right? I mean, it's, just, it's certainly a sensitive topic. AI is now a thing, right? Yeah. Where a machine can think for you or, or a machine can think and give you responses based on your prompts and things. This is, this is nuts. The fact that this exists is nuts. The power is there, okay? And there's many applications that I'm, that I'm seeing out there that are remarkable and can change the way we do things. Okay. For better or worse, like it's here. You just got to adapt to it, I think. I, I just don't think people think what it is. It's not a okay. sentient being. It doesn't think for itself. You have to prompt it. It's a pre-coded stuff. It's just searching the internet and finding Not things. really. That's what Google not, is. It, and AI is it not is that. kind of. This is, this is thinking. Like, that's the whole point. It's okay. not live. It, it doesn't have feelings. <laughs> for sure. Right. Yeah. It doesn't grow a beard. Yeah. No. All that kind of stuff. No. I forget about that part. But, <laughs> but like the, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it can't think for you. That's where you're wrong. Okay. okay, so I'll get into that because I've, been, I've been really Real analyzing estate. this. So, okay, what do you know about AI? Like, wh what have you been using? Well, how, I have how computer you science degree, first of all, so I kind of understand the okay. background of it. But yes, so I understand computer science. So, and how, and, and how, is, how, intelligence. Is, how has Ken Yim been using or investigating AI for your business? How I use it? Yes. For real estate. Okay, well, first of all, creating content. First of all, chat GPT, obviously, all day long. Okay. I used to use this app called Jarvis, but now GPT is way better. It's, it's, so much, it's free, first of all, or the free version of it is good. Mm -hmm. Then there's other things like I, I know there's things where you can do um, music. It does some for that, but that's not really in real estate. Like I was saying before, in the states they have predictive software based on knowing when you're going to move, based on tax records, based on demographics, based on a whole bunch of inputs, and they look at that and they estimate when your database is going to move. Yeah, they give you probability of like they know people move typically seven eight seven, years. Yeah. Life changes happen. All this, they get all these records. Yeah, and it can it can grab information from whatever Facebook. You got divorced. Hey, yeah. that might be a trigger for you to like, might be a move in your in your future. You Things like that, right? Where they do predictive analytics. There's yeah, another one where um, it, it analyzes your emails. So you plug in your email and it looks at the, the the way that you talk to and communicate with that other person, and it tells you if you're a likely match for them. And if you're not, and if you're not, how to communicate better with them. So right. using disk personality profiles, yeah. things like that. That's a good one. That's another way. Way to say it on AI. Yeah, it's already there, way. but it's, it's, it's not working that well, but it's, it's kind of there. I can show you what it looks like. It's pretty cool. 
It's um, going to be actually incorporated into, uh, did you know this? Into command? our command. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Because they Another have, reason you use there command. is 100 and whatever, 80,000 realtor or whatever it is, uh, 280,000 realtors that use KW that, use, that are in command. They have all kinds of data and it's the largest hub of any of, of data. So they're going to turn that into a thing for us. Okay. Also on the market center level, just so you know. Anyway, yeah, it's predictive analytics are going to be built into this pretty soon, or they are being built into it because they exist. Sure. I mean, I have the software now, like, it, it, but it does a terrible, terrible job, okay. but it kind of works. So predictive analytics for when you sell, yep. you use ChatGPT to try and generate uh, content. content. Yep. Can you elaborate on that? What's well, content? I mean, if you create a video, for example, top 10 lists or whatever, give me a top 10 list for some evergreen content because okay, so it's not really up to date, right? It's not up to, like, I think the latest GPT-4 was like a certain date data so it's kind of outdated but if you talk about things like home repairs things that bring you the best value of home repairs right and you can make a whole video on that and it'll write you an entire script which yeah. is pretty cool that's pretty neat andrew's been playing around with this podcast for example i don't know if we've tried it yet maybe we'll try for this video but it, it can actually do the different camera angles for you based on who's talking right just based on ai so it's it kind knows. of like what zoom does right? yeah yeah so okay. it does that that's pretty cool that's cool right so there's, there's, there's things that are like audio visual that are based on AI. Yeah. Like th there's things you could do where you can upload your head, your face from your, from your selfies, dump it into this thing. And it generates a whole bunch of headshots for you. So you don't have to go stand in front of a camera and change your outfit and whatever. It generates selfies for you. That's Not cool. all of them are going to be amazing. Some will suck, but mm. some will be okay. And for 20 bucks, you get a headshots. I hate how they all umbrella everything under the word AI. It's kind of like the new crypto or the new I blockchain. Get it. I get it. I you get know it. what I mean? Like, I kind of tune out when people say AI powered or whatever. Like, yeah, it's computer powered. Okay. Great. So, <laughs> algorithm so powered. You ask about the AI thing, right? And, and are they thinking for themselves? So, there is a, there is the, the what's happening right now is called the Auto GPT. Have you heard of this? No. Ooh. Okay. Auto GPT. Autonomous GPT? No. It, it, autonomous agents. So, get out of here. Yeah. So, it, it, it doesn't exist, it can't exist. I think it's if you go to an easy way to see it is uh, it's godmode dot godmode dot okay gamer I can't I can't I forgot what it's called I forgot but if you look for it I'll, I'll give you the link later and you can put it on this podcast later but I was introduced to it a couple of days ago I gave it a shot you need a chat you need a paid account with ChatGPT so twenty bucks a month for that sure because what you're doing is you're giving it a prompt ultimately you're starting with I want this and you can't narrow it down when you first ask that question you need to ask the first question of ChatGPT, let it respond. Based on that, you want to tweak it. Based on that, you want to tweak it. Sure. It does the follow-up questions for you to get you to where you need to be in the end so you're not involved any longer. Okay, okay. okay. Powerful, powerful stuff. Okay. And I'm sure there's applications that we could discuss in this. We're gonna, I don't want to kill the meeting into, into AI, but that's one massive way that we're changing. So it is thinking for itself. It is analyzing Prompting the results. You, yeah. And then giving prompts based on what you need for it. But you can't tell it like, oh, I feel unhappy today, so I'm not no, going to give No, but result. it's not meant to. Like, it doesn't have feelings that way. Well, yeah, that's what people think AI is with the whole sci-fi movies Okay, because right? I, I actually loved Battlestar Galactica, which is all based on <laughs> like, uh, these Cylons. They were, they, were, they, were computer, they were computers that looked like us, and they would walk around, and they would have feelings. And no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> but they're just tools that are amazing. There's one, okay, I have, I, ha I think I have a great, like, a great CPU, Awful hard drive. My memory just doesn't work the same way as my brain power does. You're the opposite. You can remember everything. I know this. I don't. There's a there's this app, an AI app called Rewind.ai. You layer it onto your computer, and it remembers everything you're doing. It captures everything you're doing, what videos you watch, what sites you were on, what you said in a Zoom. Everything okay. is captured. 
So you can go back into it and say, what did I do last week on a prompt? And it will say, you met with your team. Oh, no blah, 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 And so give you a link to the notes. For time tracking or for what? Everything. Whatever you What's need. What's it called? Rewind.ai. Oh, I gotta look into that. I gotta look into that. Nuts. I need that. Okay, and it'll block like if you, because now it knows, now you're giving access to a tool to see what you're doing, which is both like, again, a blessing and a curse. You don't necessarily want it to know everything you're doing, but if you go in incognito on your Chrome, it won't record that. So you do have like a way to separate what you're doing from that. Sure. So, I mean, in real estate, if you make promises to clients, you're going to give them a CMA, you're going to book a follow-up an appointment, or you're waiting to see the results of this listing did it sell, and you don't want to track all this kind of stuff, what did I promise to my clients last week? And it will give you all the things with links to the message, with links to all these things, so you can see what you said. I am going to sign Rewind up for that right now. Okay. <laughs> One of the demos I saw for that, the guy goes, hey, write an email to Ken. Yeah. Okay. And it goes into my, and it, it creates an email, kind of like ChatGPT would, writes an email to Ken and says, hey, Ken, it's Donnie. I met you in 2007 at whatever, because it knows what I did in 2007 because all my information is captured. And it says all this kind of stuff. And then it says, I stumbled across an article about you because it knows my browsing history. And it says, so it knows that this actually happened, gives a link to it or whatever. And uh, it got me thinking about what you said about this because it's all tracked. So that, that's very personal. I like it. That's like, okay. the podcast is over. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> all right. Everyone well, get rewind.ai. I don't, I don't, I can't vouch for it. All I'm I've joking. seen is a demo for it. Oh, they but use like a type form for a yeah. prompt. Yeah. So kind of like, like a chat really GPT. It's fake. Okay. So okay, you got to download it. Let's try it. Anyways, let's try it. You'll do it. Let's I'll do it. it. And we'll see what happens. Okay? Let's do it. So there's all kinds of applications for you. There's also imaging and things like that. There's things you can do with this. This is actually a scam that's happening right now too. I'm sure you saw oh, it on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Be careful everyone. It can grab our voices. You're on, you're on socials a lot. Your voice is out there. Yeah. They could just grab your voice, feed it to an, a machine, yeah. and now it learns how you speak, your intonations, what you emphasize, how you end sentences, things like that. And then it can take you, also take your likeness in video, and it can probably even create videos for you. Deep you, just, you just give it a blog, and it will, re, it will be Ken speaking and reading to me, but you're not actually doing any of it. You heard that Drake song where they made a fake one? No. Yeah, they made a fake AI Drake song and it was actually really well, doing really well. It got 300,000 hits. That's amazing. I week. heard a Jay-Z one and it was bonkers how accurate it was. Yeah. That's so there's things like this, right? There's ways you can you can mimic someone's voice, mimic their appearance. Sure. Crazy. crazy. Sure. So be careful of those scams careful. as well too. Yeah, so, yeah. There, so the scam is, if everybody who's listening and watching this, the scam mm -hmm. is people go on and it'll take my voice, call my parents and say, Mom, I'm in trouble. I, I need help, whatever. And it sounds like me. So she would believe that it is me. 75,000 bucks. Yeah, I lost bucks. my phone. Yeah. So I'm calling from this. I, I'm in jail. I need bail or yeah. whatever kind of thing. It's asking for money. So just be mindful of that. With that power comes consequence. Hopefully nobody's got scammed in our office, but somebody's sending around emails pertaining to me anyway. You're getting that. That's a broke record. Yeah, well, you guys are getting it. Sounds like, I didn't get one by somebody, the way. But somebody getting on our list or a brokerage list and they're going through saying, oh, I need help. Can you call me? I need uh, gift cards or something like that. It's ridiculous. So Wait, I gave you a gift card. You didn't get it? <laughs> so that's, it that's the AI side yeah. of the thing. Whether, whether you like it or not, we can't ignore it. Much like everything else we do in our business, it's another tool. You use it if you want or don't. That's it. Like it, it's either going to work for you or it's not going to work for you. That's it. And just understand that it is happening. This future is progressing faster, just like every other generation before us, industrial revolution, farming before that, everything. It's just happening quicker now. 
that's where we're at. As they predicted it, yeah. You remember when I remember being like 20, looking at these old people thinking, how are you so slow? How do you just not get it? That's happening to us. We're there. Yeah, yeah like, we're there. Yeah, like, that's how I feel often. Honestly, like, it's just the, the pace, I can't keep up with what's happening just like you can because we have lives outside of monitoring what's happening on the internet these days, right? Yeah. So it's very difficult. It's tons of people getting off social media for that reason, though, I find. Um, have you seen, speaking of technology, tell me, um, have you seen that thing, application to check for when people smoke and have loud parties? I've been trying to look into this. It's actually, funny you bring it up because I... Maybe the algorithm, because you saw it and we're buddies on Facebook I just and Instagram. Like this morning, there's no way. I'm telling you, maybe it just says, Ken's into this. Okay. Maybe this guy, Donnie, would be interested in this too. And it forwards to me. This is how algorithms work, yeah, right? Because yeah, sure. I saw something about, I was on Instagram this morning, it had to do with how to know if, you're, if the people that are renting your place at Airbnb are having a party. Well, here's how you could do that. And it's like something you plug in and it I'm listens for like, noise. So if you have a building, a triplex, multiplex, duplex, whatever, and one part, more than one person anyway, and someone's complaining about the other person smoking, okay? And how do you know which unit? So we have 13 units in this building. So how does mm. other people know that somebody's smoking? How do you prove it? That's a good point. That's what this thing is. So, so I was just checking it out. Wind, W-Y-N-D, W-Y-N-D, yeah. So it's basically, it's meant for Airbnbs and short-term rentals, but you could put it in the common hallways even. The only thing is then if the person unplugs it. Right. So it's got to be kind of discreet, I guess. If right, gonna... right, right. So I guess it's only if you put it in the hallways, maybe that might work. That's I don't it. know. It's, it's, it's got to be a solution That's for pretty awesome, though. Because how else a, would you find it? Right? Yeah, it's not listening and passing on what they're talking about to you. It's, I'm, I'm imagining. It's, no. It's no. not. There's no, no cameras. cameras. It's mainly for smoking. So this app does it for, or this device does it for noise monitoring, does it for cigarettes, marijuana, vaping, tamper protection. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it reports out to you. So, uh, do you have affiliate link for that, Ken? No, 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 no. I just saw it right now. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if an audience can get an affiliate link. We'll create the affiliate link for Ken, and yeah. then we'll dump it on uh, hopefully on the bottom of this podcast. Uh, what else is good? What else is out there right now? So, an interesting story. Like, I, I, this is an old story, but it is funny. The whole pot roast thing. Yeah. So, there's a story. There's a. I don't know if this is true, guys, but is the, the the point of the story is wonderful. So, there was this. There's this gal. She's making dinner with her husband, and she, he's watching her. She's cuts like the, the roast. She cuts the roast, the, the ends of the meat off and puts it in the pan and then whatever. He's like, why are you doing that? She's like, oh, it's my grandma's recipe. This is what we've been doing it for generations now. This is how it tastes so good. And just basically followed what the person before her did. So her grandma did it, who taught it to her mom, who taught it to her, and this is what they do. And then later on in life, she's like, I actually don't know why I do that. I'm going to ask my grandma. So she... One day, someone's a courage and asks the grandma, can I ask you a question, grandma? Why do you cut off? Like, what is it? What kind of value does it add when you cut off the meat? I never really thought about this. She's like, what are you talking about? It's like, when you cut off the meat for the pot roast and you put it in the pot, like, why do you cut it off? She's like, I only cut it off because I had a pan that was that big and the meat was that big. I, it wouldn't fit. I had to figure nice. out a way to cut it off. Nice. So for two generate, three generations, they're just following this thing blindly without questioning why we do things the way we do. I think the moral of the story here, Ken, is like we're in an industry where not a lot has changed. We still kind of conduct the business the same way we have for, for decades. You meet a client, you do, you go through this like preparation and the speech, you show the property, and you do it in a certain sequence. And we keep doing the same thing. I don't know if it's good or bad. I think it's good every once in a while just to think about why we do things and whether or not we can introduce some change or question habits. Okay. So what can you change differently? What, what could be different? 
like okay, a, a well, sentry code or automatically opens the door for a public to walk in without an agent and then shows it's the actually, place. Well, I don't know about that. I think, I think an agent should still be present just for like a, another layer. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're licensed, we're regulated, you know, whereas general public isn't. For right? sure. So I had to see a property up in, so well north of Toronto in Georgian Bay. And they do things differently there, for example. The lockboxing you just brought up. So typically, if those that are in Toronto will understand this, I want to see a property for a client today at five o'clock, call in the office, they verify who I am, they call my office back and give me the permission with the code to enter the building. And what do you and I get from um, list, our listings all the time? We get complaints from our, our clients, how somebody came in before their appointment time or they showed up late or they didn't show up at all. Sure. Okay, because we still use, we still have a physical analog dial that we open up with the code, get the key, put the it in. The change, go. right. Okay. So one, yeah, there's security issues about the code not changing. And a lot of agents, I shouldn't say this on the, on the internet. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Okay, well, they're just, it's, it. it's not, it isn't the best way of doing it. Up there, interesting concept. I have to download an app. Yeah. So when I get, when I make an appointment to see a property up there, through the app, their lockbox is Wi-Fi enabled. It gives me notification that I have access for a certain period of time. That's it, okay? I don't and think it's Wi-Fi I, enabled though. That's not why. I don't it know works. how it works. But when I show up. It's a time-based code. But my app unlocks it. When I'm there, I press unlock on the app because I can only access it at that time. Bluetooth. And it opens I mean, up. No, and it's not on Bluetooth? It's not, I'm not pairing anything. Oh, weird. I don't know how it works, but it's magic. It's a actually NFC. pretty good. Maybe right? NFC, I don't know. Near field. Maybe it's or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's a pretty cool way of keeping that, like it's eliminating that problem. Mm. And we haven't adapted here. We have technology. Why why are we still doing it that way? So the idea is that the code changes and it's only specific to that There's person. There's no code. It. It's, that, oh, it's just the app. It's accessed through my app and I'm there at this address and it gives me a window, 12 to 1230. And I press, I press I'm here. And it unlocks it. So the problem it solves is that only you get access. Just me. Just you. Verified. Not, and you can't use it for someone else. Right. Which is a huge problem. Period, and, yeah. I, and I know if I show up or don't show up. Right. One, right. And I can only show up at that time. Right. So I can know no more surprise visits. Right. That's pretty cool. And also helps you from having to go there every single time for, you know, changing the code as a listing agent, for example. Absolutely. Between every showing. There's one example of changing things because we, we could. We should change things. Another thing. So, um, like, typically, we all... You get a new listing on a house here. We're, we're in Riverdale right now. We're at, at Ken's office. You get a listing on the road here on Victor. You're going to list it probably on a Monday, Tuesday. Am I wrong? Okay. okay. You're going to wait the whole week. You're going to have an open house Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Maybe one during the weeknight if you can. Yep. And then you're going to hold back offers on a Monday or Tuesday. Sure. Because that's what we do. But you know Words. why? Why? Okay, sorry. The, the reason why I only have listings on generally on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, maybe Thursdays if we really need to, is because everyone's asleep on the weekends. Everyone's not paying attention to it. This like, is what we think. Are you working during the weekends? Okay, but are your clients working on the weekends? Probably. Or they are they looking for new listings? You know, and I so I, I want to expose it to as many agents as possible, as many people as possible, because agents have the most reach, right? They're what, not gonna, I'm trying, trying, trying to charge What we're doing, though, is conforming. We're doing the same thing we're doing because we expect it to be this way. That's the way things work around And we here. think <laughs> that we work Monday to Fridays, and sure. we think that we're going to show up, like, on Mondays and Tuesdays, I want to see the listings come out that day. We also think because the connection between our MLS and Realtor.ca with the open house button or sticker, that takes some time. It isn't even instant. Like, in, it's 2023, and it takes sometimes a day or two for information to cascade down to realtor.ca so sure. the public who's looking around on their apps can see hours. open house. Yeah. So we think that if we list it Monday, Tuesday, it's enough time for a Saturday, Sunday open house to get the sticker up there and whatever. And we keep doing this. But we're not questioning, like, is this the right strategy? And nobody wants to stick the neck out because we got to kind of conform 
and do what's expected so we don't surprise anybody in our 70,000 agents in, the, in our board because they wouldn't know how to handle any of that change. Anyway. What's weird, man, like if you have like a, what, a 12 o'clock on a Friday open house, like that's, no one shows up for that. Yeah, the open house, but maybe, why, why are all the listings on a Monday, Tuesday? Why couldn't you list it on a Friday and take offers on a, on a Wednesday? Have you ever listed anything on a Friday? No one does. Have you ever listed anything yeah, of on course. a Friday? But like, maybe not holding back offers. Right. I conform just like you conform. This is not about me versus you. It's just about, as an industry, we do this. Nope. I think I'm, I'm saying I've done it, right? And then people are like, why are you listening to this on a Friday? Like, like you know, I, I, like they call me on Monday saying, and it was sold over the weekend, just say it, right? And it's like, why are you listening on Monday? Why don't you listen on, like, I mean, why, why don't you listen on Monday? Why are you listening on a Friday night when no one's paying attention to it? Obviously, I did it on purpose, right? But mm. there's a reason why, like, you're not exposing it to the most amount of people. I, I think that's what it is. I get what you're Maybe. saying. Maybe. I get what you're saying, because you're not conventional. You do things a little bit differently. That's why you don't go bananas. You go mangoes. Right. Right? No, but the way you market things is, is unique. It's, it's refreshing to see a different change, for sure. But it's a, it's a limiting belief, though, that you can't, you can't, you'll get less exposure. How do, you know, how do we know? Do we have anything that backs that up, or we just feel that way because... We don't want to look at things on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I don't want to take calls on Saturday. Oh, totally. Sunday either. So maybe this, <laughs> but if you listen on a Wednesday or Thursday, maybe you solve the same problem. Maybe, maybe you can make things easier. For, I'm not saying it is the answer is to not conform. I'm just saying we conform because we conform. Well, f why follow the rules then? Yeah. I know. I, I get it. I, get it. <laughs> I, I feel like I have a problem with the average. I have a problem with normal, Ken. Quite honestly, I have a problem with yes. normal because to me, normal or average is the same thing. It's a synonym, synonym for mediocre right and i have a problem with mediocrity i think that's what it is and so we're just, when we're doing this kind of stuff just blindly it's because we're following the average and the average is not always accurate or right like they're, they're not doing things the best and they're not going to have overachieving results because they're doing what the average do sure I agree. No, I totally I'm agree. Getting philosophical here, on I don't mean no, to. I, I agree with you. I agree. Like I understand the non-conventional way of doing things. That's that's what sparks creativity. It's awesome. But sometimes there's conventions for a reason because that's yeah, we're no, working with people. I, I agree. I agree. I think it's fair to question. But hey, have you seen that uh, new website? RateMyLandlord.org. I did notice. You that. see that? I don't want Ken. If we get into this, let's do it. We're gonna get in trouble. Why? Because we have thoughts about this. I have thoughts. I, 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 I you like know what? It. Why I like I, it? I'm gonna like play it. the. I'm gonna play. I like it too. No, I, I'm going to stop there. I'd love to hear what you think about the site. <laughs> okay, I'm all for it because there's there's like Rate My Tenant. I don't know if it's RateMyTenant.org, but there's like all these other sites. There's sites that show delinquencies for tenants, right? So I use, uh, there's Canly, which is all basically all the court cases, taps into that. But then there's also Open Door, which specifically does only uh, like, like- I think it's Open Room. Open Room, sorry, yeah. Open Room. Tenant delinquencies, right? So if we have that on the tenants, Yes, it's the delinquent tenants. And there's ones where you can rate them, but I don't think they've taken off or anything like that. But I think as a tenant, you should have a good landlord because there's a lot of bad landlords out I there. I don't disagree with that. And that's the reason why the LTB even exists. Right. So bad landlord, how do you define a bad landlord? Right. You have people that are slumlords that don't take care of things. They, they, they ignore your request. They don't fix things. And why would the tenant fix it? It's not their property. Right. If it's something that's a capital improvement, for example, and they're not doing it, they're not responding to them, and they're just constantly raising rent on them past the legal limit because they know that tenant doesn't have an option. Those are bad tenants, bad landlords. Agreed. And why not rate them? No, so, okay, those-, those It's very should. subjective, don't get me wrong, there's no way to verify that. <clears throat> so that, that's, yeah, it's, hey, there's, no, there's no real source of data. There's no real like, you know. It, so the, the, the ones you mentioned, I guess, here, I'll, I'll try and keep this as, I don't want to be subjective, but I will, I'll be very clear about what it is. Okay, Can Lee and Open- Open Room. Open Room. Yeah. 
Canly is, uh, I think, is run by the government, right? They, that's where they file the reports. I don't know if the government's running, but like some some sort of system taps into. Okay, the but it stuff. is it's based on orders, sure, which is truth. Okay, which is truth, which is like this actually happened, and yes. it's been you know it was not a judge but an adjudicator or whatever. This all happened, right? And it takes months in between when that order is issued and its introduction into that site. Just sure. so you know, so on the sure. one hand, it does provide a gap, a huge gap. I'm talking like probably an annual. Like it's, it's a, you do, it happens now, a year from now, it'll show up on that thing. Sure. So it's delayed. It's a lagging sure. indicator. Sure. Open room, open room, I think is a way, you still need an order, but you, as but a, once you get the order, you can, as a, as a landlord, I think you can upload it right on your own right. to that. So the information should be the same between both. If, if every landlord that gets an order posted onto open room, it should right. match up. It's right. just faster. Right. Okay. The other one is, it's like an Amazon review. It's like an unverified Amazon review. Of course. So you can make comments as a as a you can make disparaging comment as a tenant to a, about a landlord without any. There's no accuracy check on that information. It's just in there, and then peer rev, peer reviews are now what like so, it's, it's a okay. currency, right? Okay. So what's a better solution? I don't know. I just don't think there there is no way for a landlord. There's nothing that exists, nor will it be allowed because it, it was tried and it was shut down. For the opposite to happen, where a landlord can rate a tenant, yeah, yeah. much the same way, because it's all subjective stuff, right? And it got dumped. It got. It was like it was awful. Like it was just a disgusting thing, mess, and it was put down right away. This one will survive, and I just don't understand why why that can exist in that way, but not the other. Because it's not the same as what you said of the can canly open room is not the same, thing right? Because it's verified and it's actual truth that actually yeah. happened. Yeah, I agree with that. So the problem with Toronto, anyway, is that it's like hovering around 1% vacancies, you know, plus or minus, right? So if 99% of the properties out there that are listed I get leased out. I didn't know that. It's how bad it is? That's how bad 1%. it is. Yeah, it's 1% vacancies. If it's at 1% vacancy, or call it 2%, whatever, but 1 point something, or even 0.9, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. 99% of the properties get leased out. Like, you don't have a choice as a tenant. I'm sorry to say, like, right. you just don't have a choice. So rating your landlord is not a bad idea, I think, personally, because I, I wouldn't want to be stuck with a bad landlord, right? Could you see a scenario where somebody who despises your success appear? Yeah, um, there's a lot of haters out there for sure. And but the but then there's also 98 other tenants that are willing to rent it. So or whatever okay. that percentage is. So right. I'm not worried about that because like how many? It's not going to take off. It's not going to be an official source of data. In other words, I think I, a small subset of people are actually going to use. I think it. It's, again, just like everything else, there's some good and some bad to it. I think it could be good. And maybe it sparks like an introduction to allowing the, the alternative to happen too, saying responsibly, here's how we do this. This is how we can use these sites as another vetting mechanism, both for landlords and for tenants. Yeah, it's just a subjective, right? It's like, it's like actually, if you look up, there's places that rate buildings as well too. And one of my buildings is actually there as well too. It's like, ah. like one-star review or something because you know, tenants aren't happy. And the thing is, they're not gonna, like it's like a restaurant review. They're not gonna give you a, a five-star review generally or four-star review. They're gonna give you either a one or five. Yeah, that's it, right? Because either they love it because they got told to do it to leave a review, or it's gonna be a one star because they're complaining. So why would you go online? So why are you going online to begin What's with? The point? If I'm gonna go, if I if I love you have a restaurant, you said we're using an example of a restaurant. Yeah. If I love what you what you did for like for my night, I'm gonna gram it likely, right? It's gonna be fine. Okay, yeah. so I'm not gonna go on a oh, I'm true. not gonna go on a Google and then yeah. I'm, I would love to. I'm, and no offense to the amazing restaurant restaurateurs, I'd love to. I'm not going to. Yeah. But I'll go on Instagram and post it, kind of thing. Yeah. The only way I'm going online is that I have to complain because I want your attention right. to say, That's right. you suck. That's right. right. And what you did sucked. That's right. So it's like, keep, 
Keep in mind, that's what it's... But then over an average, I guess that's how I like what Google reviews do, right? Because you get a whole bunch of fives and you get a one star and then it eventually drops you down to 4.8 or whatever it is, right? So it kind of makes sense. You know, if if you get the ones that go a five, I think that's what I'm saying. I think it's selective. The ones that want to complain are the ones who go more frequently so that they're it's bottom heavy. <laughs> it's bottom Speaking heavy. of the tenant <laughs> issues, I just had one recently where we have a tenant that has a pet and they're having a tough time getting a place, right? And I was trying to explain to them why that's the case, mm-hmm. right? The situation is that Individual landlords that own a single condo, most more than likely that's a huge part of their portfolio. That's their only thing that they have for as an investment, right? Yep. Property. Maybe one or two of them, whatever. Like a mom and pop you're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. And generally like what, seventy percent I forgot how much the percentage is, but majority, overwhelming majority of the condos of the condo of the rental stock is condos, mom and pops owning condos, right? It's not institutions buying buildings, it's not purpose built rentals, not institutions buying a whole bunch of condos that are managing individual properties yep. or single family. It's not super rich landlords with big backing from no. all these it's funds. just mom and pop. It's it's a regular exactly. person, yep. me and you, whoever, yep. right? So they're going to pick their tenant. And with 99% uh, occupancy rates, 1% vacancy rates, why would they pick somebody with a pet? I know. Because pets are unpredictable. Now, you might say it's human rights or pet rights, animal you rights, or whatever. You, you can't, can't discriminate on... Uh, on well, you can. When you're accepting the applicants, you can. Sure, it's just that you, you can't kick them out once they're in there with a pet. Sure. Right. You also can't say it was because the pet that I'm not bringing you in. I think that's a violation too. Exactly. I don't even know, but you wouldn't do anyways because you're a stand-up guy. You wouldn't do that anyways. But what, it is, what does it do, Ken? It forces people, not you, it forces people to lie to get accepted. So you're starting a relationship off with fraud. Like that's, that's the truth. You lied. Yeah. And then you've dam- you've had a, you're starting up with a damaged relationship because I made it clear I don't want a pet. Not that I could make this choice, but I made it clear I don't want a pet and you bought a pet in even though I asked a question flat out. Yeah, right? Yeah, Now, now what happens? Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. You gotta look for a property that says that's pet friendly. I don't know. It'd be nice to I do guess. that. But I guess. There's a lot of pet owners out there. Then there's a lot of properties that w- where people feel, it's all good. Like you got a dog. I get it. I got a dog. If someone wanted a dog in the property, in the, in the property, I have tenants that have dogs. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. For me, I don't care. Yeah. But some will. Yeah. yeah. I get the point. And I think they're mistaken by it. But anyway, so like, whatever. It's just like, like it's not an alligator. It's like, it's a, it's a dog. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a domestic animal. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Speaking of fraud, there's a lot of people going for mortgage fraud as well too, because the qualification thing. And did you see the thing where CRA is considering opening up their books to prevent mortgage fraud? So that they can actually verify applications. What do you mean on this area? Yeah, yeah, it's on somewhere. I don't know where I saw that. It's either Ontario budget or I saw it in the news somewhere. Or CRA is considering opening it to the banks so that they can verify applications now for income sources, income amounts. Oh my gosh! My, down fraud. my in, initial thought: I'm anti-bank. Hey, I want yeah. you to know, like, yeah. in general, oh my gosh! So my initial thought is: this makes was this positioned as a, as a fraud just so the banks get access to. Our records? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy, but like, I'm not at all. The last thing I I want is that connection to exist between the bank and CRA. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that because if you look at the amount of delinquencies out there, it's like what one. Yeah, where's the risk? Very small, very small, and it's part of their. They price it into their. Ah, this smells fishy to me. Yeah, this smells fishy to me. It's like the digital currency that they're starting, right? I do not like that. Anyway, we're getting super off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but this is how you need to know these things because you're going to have questions from your clients about, did you hear about this? So whether or not it's going to happen, at least it's on the radar and you can have these discussions with your clients. Absolutely. So these are all relevant topics. 
All right. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> we covered a lot today, Ken. Let's keep it going. <laughs> this is a long Hopefully people time. are still with us. So if you're still with us, consider subscribing, consider <laughs> liking and follow us for the next episode next week. Hopefully. You got it. All right. We're, we're doing this weekly. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Hey, if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share it with a friend and leave a comment below. And if you want to learn more about our brokerage, visit ykw.ca. Thanks for listening. See you in the next one.